Welcome to a special edition of Transit Unplugged. This is the first of three special episodes we're releasing right after our Think Transit conference with the keynote speeches from each day. These are some truly inspiring and powerful words from leaders in the transit industry that we just had to share with you. This first keynote is from Rami Mackinnon of Kansas City. He talks about that why, why we work in transit and how we need to weave ourselves into the larger community. Now, I am so excited to announce our opening keynote speaker. He is the president and CEO of the Kansas City Area Transportation Authority. He has led the Kansas City region through a dramatic transformation aimed at bringing together five different transit systems under one umbrella called Ride KC. Today, he's going to talk with us about connecting people, connecting communities. Please welcome Robbie Mackinnon. Thank you, Ms. Teresa. Um, every time somebody says during this conference is outside the bus or outside the box, we should all take a shot. No. Um, I don't have any PowerPoints. Uh, I don't have any note cards, so I'm, I'm just going to talk. I'm Robbie. I'm, I'm from Kansas City, been here, uh, born and raised my whole life. I have a beautiful wife. I have two beautiful boys, 16 and 15, 14, 16 and 14. I haven't seen their faces since they were eight and six. I haven't seen a sunset or a starry sky or any of that. Every time I put something down, uh, I have to remember where it was uh, 500 times a day. I lost my vision about eight years ago. The time immediately after that, when my oldest son was eight, we were sitting in a price chopper parking lot, a grocery store. Mom went in and I heard him back there crying. And I said, Michael, what's the matter? says, Dad, I feel sorry for you. And then asked, is this going to happen to me? That is a pivotal moment. That was enough to make you go, uh, you know what? I'm either going to curl up in a ball here or, or I'm going to stand up. I'm either going to be at a boat anchor or a sail. And you need to pick one. So what does this have to do with any of you? What does it have to do with public transit? I'll tell you, it is a big deal. We've all get, you know, we all get dealt a bad hand, right? Every once in a while. And it's not a matter of, uh, of if it's gonna happen, it's a matter of when. But the question is, what are you gonna do when it happens? How are you gonna react as an individual, in your personal life or as an agency, which we've all seen now over the past year, year and a half. My biggest deal, I guess, is that 
What you do after that fact makes all the difference in the world. What kind of person are you going to be? What kind of agency are you going to be? Before I lost my vision, I was that guy. I was uh, ambitious, right? I wanted a, a bigger car, a bigger house, a better this, a better that. Now, I don't need any of that. I just need my wife and my kids happy and healthy. Everybody needs to get a dose of perspective, all right? And nobody ever gets it until you get dealt that bad hand. Nobody ever gets it until your wife comes home with a lump on her breast. Your father gets Alzheimer's. You lose your vision, whatever that is. What I pray for everybody here is that you get it ahead of time and that you're able to answer the question, why? Why do I get up in the morning? Why, why should anybody care? Why do I do what I do? Everybody wants to, you meet somebody, oh, hi, what do you do? I like to ask, why do you do what you do? That's the question. If you can answer that as a person and answer that as an agency, then as far as I'm concerned, you're headed in the right direction. Our ability to say why, our ability to say we're here to help people. And they're not, to us, they're not, ridership they're not customers they're not they're people there are members of our community there are family there are they're part of our city they're a part of our lives every day and if we can change that optic to where you're from somebody pushing a broom all the way to the c-suite that we actually care about the people that we're dealing with that's going to put us in a much better place so how do we do that? All right, I'll talk about uh, I'll talk about zero fare. Okay, everybody. Oh my gosh! Four years ago, when I started talking about zero fare, I was talking treason. Everybody said, "Oh, that can't work." And there'll be you know cats living with dogs, safety um, problems, and and society will break down as we know it. Well, we've been doing zero fare region wide here for over a year, and none of that happened. But it wasn't like we just turned on a light switch, okay? It was, uh, uh, it was a, a strategic, methodical plan to get us to that. First, we made transit free for all of our veterans. We've had over 5 million trips. Then we made transit zero fare for all of our uh, 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 Kansas City schools. Okay. Then we went to safety net providers, domestic violence shelters, folks like that who really needed a hand, and we did it there, okay? And what we found out is by allowing those folks to take their money that they used to do to buy passes and whatever, to now put that back into the services. Look, this is about you as a transit agency not being off on an island by yourself. It's about you weaving yourself into the community fabric. It's about you becoming a part of the solution, no matter what that is. What I, I've some of you have probably heard me before, but you know when, when you when you plan a transit route from A to B, and then you put the blinders on, and then we normally say, okay, anything that happens along that corridor, well, that's somebody else's fault. That's the community's fault. That's you know that's somebody else's deal. It's not in our wheelhouse. We just do public transit. Well, if you take those blinders off and you become a part of the community, then you get put higher up in the waterfall. 
What I mean by that is then you you, you become a part of the solution. You become a part of the, the structure itself. What, what you and I know is that public transit is that one thing. It's that one thing that, that, that connects everything. Especially during this pandemic, I know all of us can sit around and say, you know what? Because of us, our cities kept breathing. And they kept breathing because the people who needed us the most, we were helping get to essential jobs, essential work, essential everything. So what we're going to do and what we're doing here at, at Ride KC is we're concentrating on four pillars, four pillars of public transit. And it's all about access, okay? Access to housing, access to jobs, access to education, and access to health care. So as we redesign our system, we're going to use those templates and those overlays not only to, to help that planning process, but then also do it with zero fare. Now, I get it. You know, you say free transit and everybody comes back at me and goes, oh, it's not free. Somebody has to pay for it. But you know what? What do you want to invest in? Okay. You want to invest in some more, some more roads that we, a couple of more lanes we don't need? Or do you want to invest in people? You want to invest in your community. By doing that in Kansas City, by us investing in our people, in, in our community, in our friends, over the past year, we kept the city breathing. And not just from a service standpoint. If you talk about that zero affair, yes, if you want to think about it uh, uh, individually with your, with your with your agency, then you're going, oh, yeah, that's a lot of revenue. I lost a lot of revenue. But if you think about it holistically as a, as a partnership with your community, with all these providers and, and, and with city government, then it's a whole different story. So by investing in people, what we've done is we're still doing 30,000 trips a day or better. When everybody else's ridership dropped like I heard on the video, 85% or down to 20% or whatever, we never dipped below 60. And that was with half the service gone. My point is, is that people need us, all right? And we shouldn't run away from the people that need us the most. We should run toward them, okay? 75% of my ridership are people that need us every day. I am not going to run away from them. And look for some other shiny thing or, or or some, you know, something like that. Okay, we're going to run toward them and we're going to take care of them. And, and if you can weave yourself into that community fabric, then people start thinking of you as an agency different. Not like you're just out, out there in the wind and then all of a sudden, oh, yeah, by the way, how are we going to get people somewhere? Okay, you know, it happens all the time. I say it all the time. Somebody goes out to a, a green field and they... They, they build a big building and they hire 1,200, 1,600 people. Then a month later, they're coming to you going, our public transit system stinks. We can't get people to work. Why? Because you weren't a part of the process in the beginning. By weaving yourself into the community fabric with, with your safety net providers, with your economic development teams, uh, with your public works folks, all of that, you set the stage for you to be a part of the process not the afterthought where they come looking for you later. And that's what we're doing. And that has made all the, all the difference in the world. We're talking about a dollar 50 out of 30,000 rides a day. 
you're talking about a what you know do the math it's a, a million two million dollars that the ata the transit authority is pumping right back into the local economy that money's not leaving it's not going to a tax shelter in 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 the bahamas it's going right back into the local community it's going to buy a pair of shoes some a prescription, some groceries, whatever that is. Stop thinking about yourself as just a transit agency. What do you? Why do you do what you do? Why? To help people, to get people to connect people to opportunities. So if you're going to pump that kind of money back into the economy, that's going to turn back tenfold. And we've proven it from a ridership family. Let's talk safety for a second. Well, oh my gosh, you do zero fare, everything's going to go crazy. Well, a lot of you have done it just because of COVID to help. Well, we were ahead of the game, and we were already doing it. Fact of the matter is, our incidence rates went down 35% this year. Every time, over 80% of the time we ever had an incident on a vehicle, it was over a fare box dispute, which I think is ridiculous. And I think coming up on a $12 million bill that I would have to redo my fare boxes is, is silliness. And then I can invest that money uh, in people. I can invest it in the community and I can get my team around here to be able to go, you know what? When I put my head on the pillow at night, I know we've done something. I know I've made a difference. I used to have, <laughs> used to have some people come and go, well, you know, we should get, we should get a pen or a badge for, uh, for, for not getting in an accident for, you know, the last year or whatever. I said, that's your job. What I want to give an award out for is, is, is the stories like uh, we, we had three of our maintenance guys who, who, who saw a car. The uh, lady was slumped over the wheel, ran into a wall. There were kids in the back seat. It started backing up. They jumped out, went and took care of that. She had a seizure, a medical incident, helped the kids. Had another uh, operator who it was two degrees outside, and and she saw a guy at the bus stop without any shoes. Unbelievable! She pulls over, gets him on the bus. She calls dispatch, says, "Hey, look in our lost and found. Anybody got a pair of shoes?" Dispatcher uh, sends a supervisor out, give the guy a pair of shoes. Uh, you know, I got a hundred stories like that, and so do you. My point is, those are the rock stars, and those are the people who. Who, who every day go in knowing that they're going to make a difference in somebody's lives. What I tell everybody here is, if you just come here to make a paycheck, then you're not answering the question why. And you know what? This probably isn't the place for you, okay? If you want to come here and make a difference, if you can answer the question why, why do I work here? Because I affect, I tell my people all the time, you affect more people's lives than most people get to do in a lifetime. Take advantage of that. Again, perspective is everything, right? And and I, I pray that that we've all gotten that uh, uh, during COVID here. And I hear a lot of that in that video, and and that's absolutely fantastic. So, uh, from an economic development standpoint, I'll talk about that for a second. Okay, from from a development standpoint, what we're doing in Kansas City is we're trying to put public transit as a part of the incentive process. Rather than, you know, taking money out for TIF and all that, and we all lose that money all the time, we're, 
we're trying to be a part of the process, a part of the solution, which is if you're going to build this thing or whatever, part of that clawback has to go to public transit in that area and or zero fare. So you can show a community benefit someplace else, right? Over on the east side, whatever that may be. That's the way to go, okay? If you can get in those conversations. In the state of Missouri, I've got – we get a, a, a get a lousy three hundred thousand some dollars a, a year for a line item for public transit. You know, we're I think we're like forty eighth in the nation. Okay, that's ridiculous, right? And, and, and of course, that's probably not going to change. But here's what we can do: we can go around and we can talk to people about economic development money. We can talk to people about. Healthcare money. We can talk to people about veterans and we can talk about job access. And when you start having those conversations and that public transit is a piece of that and you can partner up with those kind of things, it changes it changes the whole optic. That's what we're going to do. OK, and, 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 it, it, and it's working. Right. Um, anyway, so uh, zero fare has been absolutely wonderful, but it's not zero fare just for zero fare's sake. And like I said, it's not just a switch that you flip on. We've been slowly moving in that direction. Another innovative piece to that, I'd be like, well, well, how do you handle how do you handle folks that are homeless? How do you do that? Well, you know what? There, but by the grace of God, go all of us, right? So uh, we're not going to treat people. Different. We're not going to get ourselves or our operators in a situation to where they're picking winners or losers. You can get on. You can't. Are you kidding me? But here's what we are going to do. All right. Rather than put an, rather than put an officer uh, uh, with a gun on, on the bus, what we've done is work with some of our local providers, some of our, our safety net providers who now their their customers, their clients, their people get zero fare transit. So they're going to get back to us. So, so having some of those homeless agencies, actually, uh, when they do their outreach, having them ride a vehicle to be able to offer resources, to be able to spot situations, to be able to find folks that they want to find too. That kind of partnership is huge. That's innovation when it comes to the human capital, when it comes to humankind. That's what we want to do around here. Okay, and, and what I always tell people is, is from a leadership standpoint, we got a bunch of them around here. We're doing a great job. But remember, it, you know, you as a leader, if you hide behind a rock, your team's going to hide behind a mountain. And that's just a fact. So when it comes to, to getting people around the table, uh, what we like to do is, look, there's plenty of things on my executive staff. I can't do what they do. They don't do what I do. But our ability to sit around a table and be able to throw some red meat on the table and say, hey, what about this? Hey, what if we tried that? We were one of the first ones to try a, a bridge a long time ago. And I remember standing up in front of a, in front of a crowd uh, saying that we were doing that. And some, somebody said, a bridge to nowhere. And I said, yeah, well, you know. But I'll tell you what. What it turned into is a bridge to freedom. So now... Our folks with disabilities, not only do they ride fixed route service for free, they get paratransit service for free then, but then we also have now an on-demand TNC type service that we do in-house with uh, uh, with a 
public-private partnership. So if you wanted that service, you could get it. And because it's a premium service, you would pay. Uh, so, you know, my, I guess my point there is there's room in the tent. And I said this four or five years ago, and everybody thought I was crazy. There's room in the tent for everybody, all right? Because at the end of the day, you're the ones, you're the one that, that, that's going to do the most good. You're the one that we're trying to drive people to so that we can get folks where they need to go, especially the ones that need us the most. we got folks losing apartments, losing jobs, losing homes, whatever. Their ability to be able to access that region, whether it's to find another job outside, break. Look, those four pillars, just like I said, they're fantastic, but they're nothing unless you wrap them in the foundation of social equity. And the social equity piece is breaking down barriers so that your folks can get where they need to go and where they want to go. It, you're opening up opportunities for everybody. Again, saving that dollar fifty—that's about fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars a year, whatever that you can now have to be able to buy lunch, to buy your kids some extra stuff, to whatever that may be. Why can't you be a part of uh, the community and a part of the community solution rather than just sitting back and, and saying, "Well, well, transit's my gig, and and, and that's the only thing we're going to do." What we're trying to do now, it, it, we're starting a new strategy called Zero Fare and zero emissions. So with a, you know, a, and, and that's another strategy that we didn't just turn a switch on. We've been going that way for a number of years now. Two thirds of our fleet is CNG. We, we've got our first couple of elected buses in now. I really want to talk to the Patera folks. Um, and, and, and so moving that direction to where not only are you allowing folks, giving folks the help they need, but now doing it in a uh, environmentally friendly way, it's a big deal. So I guess what I would say the most is, and I, I say this all the time, what do you want to do? Return on investment. That's what everybody wants to talk about, right? Return on investment. Well, the return on investment for empathy, the return on investment for compassion, for social equity far outweighs the return on investment for asphalt and concrete. It just does. So everybody should be able to answer that question, why? Okay, why do I get up in the morning? Why do I do what I do? Why does our agency do what they do? And if you can, if you can answer that question and, or start asking it around, it'll change the direction of your agency, I promise you. How much time have I used it? Okay. Anyway, I I tend to ramble, but I, I sincerely appreciate uh, Trapeze and Vontis. Uh, Trapeze has been a great partner for us. I really look forward to using data even more now uh, as we go forward and as we get innovative. Uh, and I, I appreciate this opportunity. I mean, Paul Comfort, wherever you're at, I appreciate you, sir. And I uh, hope you're doing okay. Ms. Teresa, that's it, unless you need anything else from me. No, Robbie, no. that was fantastic. Thank you so much. Another amazing talk from you, reminding us about what's really important, uh, your courage to jump in and be a part of the solution and challenge the status quo. We're simply inspiring. 
we can all ground ourselves in our why. Why do we do what we do? Uh, we're here to help people and more importantly, to help the people that need us. So we're here to be part of the solution and make a difference by connecting people to their communities. So thank you, Robbie, so much. Every time it's so, it's so, such a, um, such a blessing to, to hear you speak. So thank, thank you. you Thanks a lot. Thank you for listening to this special Transit Unplugged episode, the keynote speech from Think Transit. Hope you enjoyed it. And don't forget to subscribe to Transit Unplugged in the podcatcher of your choice.